You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast and Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. The weekend is upon us. If you're listening to this on your way to work, you're almost there. If you're listening on your way home from work, congrats. The weekend's here. If you're listening while working from home, same. <laughs> I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Um, today, I'll be joined by Jordan Reed of the Draft Network to talk about Kair Elam. I'll be joined by Dalton Miller of Pro Football Network to talk about Keanu Neal. And you get to hear me complain about Florida not winning D-line, you getting absolutely shafted. <laughs> also, thank you to the people who have to review. Please do continue to do so. Or reach out to me in some way so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast around. And I'm completely serious when I say that. Like, genuinely love the reviews. I look for them. Thanks, iPhone. I look for them every day. And every day that I don't see a new one, heartbroken. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis on the 2021 NFL Draft and a look ahead at next year's future first-round picks. A lot of Draft Network, a lot of Gators first-round picks with Kair Elam, Jordan Reed, Trevor Sikama, Benjamin Solak. Crazy stuff. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Gators. I'm joined here by Jordan Reed, NFL Draft Analyst for the Draft Network, uh, former D1 uh, QB coach and recruiting coordinator, host of the Read Option podcast, flow football color commentator, and uh, apparently covers every single sport possible now because he's just all <laughs> over the place. How you doing, Jordan? Well, good. It's a pleasure being here, Brandon. I'm really excited to talk some Gators with you. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to have you here. Second uh, Draft Network guy. We had Trevor last week. Um, but yeah, excited. Brought you here, of course, to talk about Kair Elam. And I know that you recently watched his tape. What was your opinion on him from this past year? Yeah, so Florida is actually in my scouting region. So I'm very familiar with Kair. There's been a lot of hype about him. He was a big-time recruit coming out and then you know whenever you're talking about a florida gators db with the last name elam that's always going to raise a lot of people's eyebrows just because his uncle was matt elam who was a very successful player in florida ended up being a first round pick of the baltimore ravens a few years ago if i'm not mistaken so a little bit of a different player though kair plays corner as opposed to matt when he was coming out he was playing the safety predominantly but kair the first thing that stands out about him of course is his size he's a very big corner at about six foot one 195 pounds and he looks every bit of it on tape very aggressive that's another trait that stands out about him but it does get him in trouble sometimes the arkansas game he gave up a touchdown down the right sideline but outside of that there really wasn't a lot of blemishes on his resume as far as what i saw ball skills was something that really stood out about him that's one thing that was a huge plus and was one of my biggest takeaways from him he had an interception against Vanderbilt that was phenomenal in the corner of the end zone. And there were some others during the year that really stood out about him. But 
Uh, he reminded me a lot of Xavier Rhodes coming out of Florida State. He, he's not as, as big as Xavier as far as how thick he was, but just far as his aggressiveness, how handsy he is at the line of scrimmage and then just how well built he was as far as to play in the NFL game. But I would say something he does need to clean up a little bit or something I want to see him get a little bit better with is that those short shiftier wide receivers, they do get a, give him a little bit of trouble at the line of scrimmage. But as far as the bigger receivers, he's built right away to play and succeed against those type of guys. But he's going to get an opportunity to see some of those type guys. They have an early game against Alabama. I think that's going to be a good matchup for him against him and John Mechie the third, um, And then also Jamison Williams as well, who's an Ohio State transfer coming over to Alabama. So some of those shorter, shiftier type of wide receivers, I think those are going to be good tests for him. Yeah, and then he's going to be pretty much the only uh, very familiar face in the Gators' secondary this year. We've got a lot of turnover, lost both safeties. Marco Wilson's gone. Uh, so he's going to be the guy. And what are you kind of looking forward to for him this year? What are you looking forward for him to improve upon? And what are your expectations? Just that short area quickness. Like I said, with those shorter, tight wide receivers, he's a very aggressive corner. So there's sometimes a where he tries to get a little bit too handsy and those guys leave him behind a little bit and he struggled to recover at times. That happened in the Arkansas game. That was one of the biggest plays that I had down as far as one of his biggest negatives. But outside of that, there's not a whole lot of weaknesses or a lot of chinks in his armor. Honestly, just that initial quickness, the short area quickness at the line of scrimmage and just controlling that aggressiveness. Um, I would like to see his long speed. That's something I want to see tested a little bit more. I think teams were a little bit reluctant to go to his side a little bit. So we really didn't get to see him stretch out and run a whole bunch. I want to see if some teams are really willing to try him deep down the field. I think that's an area of where he can check some more boxes as far as what he can do to eventually become a first round pick. But I definitely think he's a first round worthy prospect. But now with so much turnover, um, I'm scared that we're not going to see a lot of throws in his direction just because there are going to be some younger players out there in the secondary with him. But when he gets those opportunities, does he cash in on them? All right. And then uh, as a pro, I mean, obviously we've got a whole other uh, season before the draft, but do you think he could be a corner one in the NFL? Yeah, I think so. I think he definitely can. And like I said, he just has those questions that he has to answer as far as the short area quickness, just taming that aggressiveness a little bit more and then improving in run support as well. That's something I think I would like to see him clean up a little bit. He's kind of what I like to call a torpedo tackler. He just kind of just throws his head in there a little bit more uh, than you would like. I like to see him come to balance a little bit more and be a a little bit more of a sound tackler um, as far as just running through the body of guys. Uh, with the proper technique. So I think if he's able to answer a lot of those questions, I think he's definitely going to be in the first round conversations. And the great thing about it is that this is a really deep cornerback class, but uh, Derek Stingley from LSU, we're going to hear a lot about him. Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson is another that we're going to hear a lot about. And there's plenty of other guys that we can name as well. But Kyrie Elam is definitely, his name is definitely going to be in that discussion as far as that first bucket or that tier one of guys. If he's able to answer a lot of questions that scouts or evaluators have about him right now. And that was, yeah, that was going to be my last question was, can he uh, compete with Booth and Singley for that corner one spot in your opinion? Yeah, there's a lot he has to do, but for me right now, Stingley and Booth are ahead of him right now, but we know with the college season actually having a full season this year, I mean, everybody pretty much has a clean slate with last year being so funky as far with COVID. There's a lot of players that didn't have a bigger sample size than some other players, and Kyrie was able to play an entire year 
last year. And, you know, the Oklahoma game, um, it just it didn't go in Florida's way, obviously. They didn't end the year on a high note like they thought they would. But there's going to be some early opportunities of where he's going to be able to have some good competition. Alabama is going to be a good one for him. But Tennessee is going to be another good one for him as well. They like to push the ball down the field, and we know LSU is always going to be a good test. And then they have Georgia midseason as well. So that SEC gauntlet always is going to be a good test for him. So I'm, I'm really interested to see if he can take that next step to unlock his development next season. All right. Thank you so much, Jordan. Uh, you can catch Jordan on Twitter at Jordan underscore Reed. That's R-E-I-D. Uh, NFL draft analyst for Draft Network, former D1 QB coach and recruiting coordinator, host of the Read Option pod and Flow Football Color Commentator. Thank you so much, Jordan. Absolutely. Thanks as always, Brandon. Think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 3,300 odds, and I'm just saying... I'm going to take them because we going to do it, all right? Like, I'm just letting you know that right now. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, which, I mean, we love. If you haven't seen the new season of Too Hot to Handle up there, and this show is an absolute train wreck. <laughs> With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device. That's how I prefer to bet. I don't know why, but it's what I like. <laughs> to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts use promo code locked on that is l-o-c-k-e-d no space o-n all right and welcome back to locked on gators i am here with dalton miller you can find him on twitter at dalton b miller he is the lead nfl analyst at pro football network uh you can find him on twitch at twitch.tv slash dalton b miller and he is on 105.3 the fan on quote unquote some sundays how you doing dalton i'm doing pretty well how about yourself uh Again, no complaints. I'm cool. I'm just chilling here. <laughs> uh, of course, Dalton is also a Cowboys fan. And so unfortunate. Sorry about that, man. You know, it happens. We, we can't always choose who we uh, are, are fans of. It, it's It's been this way since I was a, a small child. I um, mean, that's the only reason really why it continues, because they don't really try that hard to keep my fandom. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of happens. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan, so I know all about not trying yeah, to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very, very much the same. Just a, yeah. just an absolute money-making machine, but uh, actual wins don't come very often. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's pretty rough. Like I had to celebrate making it to the first round this year because it's it's been a while. So I get it. Knicks and Mets, just so much heartbreak. Um, but of course, the Dalton's here to talk about former Florida Gator uh, safety and now moving to linebacker after recently signing with the Cowboys, Keanu Neal. Uh, So obviously you cover all the NFL, you're the lead NFL analyst at PFN, but uh, what is your initial opinion on Keanu Neal coming to Dallas, moving to linebacker, and then what are your expectations for him this year? Well, you know, it's super interesting because the Cowboys, after having a bad, I mean, awful defense in 2020 for for most of the season, things got better as the season went on, but they kind of got lucky, played a lot of, you know, bad teams or or bad quarterbacks um, and and kind of 
made the defense simpler from what it was supposed to be and and them having to try to implement that defense without a full off season kind of killed them but they always had two linebackers we thought or, or some people thought i've never really been a big fan of of jalen smith's game you know outside of that 2018 season when he really was just able to attack downhill but linebacker became a huge issue for the dallas cowboys and now Going into 2021, it seems like at least there's a bit of a log jam at that position. They obviously drafted Micah Parsons in the first round and also then drafted DeBro Cox in the fifth round. I think both of those guys are going to have a role uh, in the 2021 NFL season. I loved when they ended up going and bringing in Keanu Neal. I thought he was going to be that free safety. I knew that the Cowboys were going to be going to a lot more uh, one high shells, running a bunch of cover three, a bunch of cover one. And I figured he would be that strong safety, that guy to come down into the box. And then they said he was going to play Will Linebacker. And when they said that, I I, I didn't get it at first. Then I thought, man, Keanu Neal, for what he is and for what he's always been best suited as, we kind of talked about this before we started recording, he's always been better suited to play that linebacker position. So I think if he gets just a little bit bigger, if he can get up to about 220, 225 pounds, I think that he can survive on the inside. I think that if the Dallas Cowboys are able to run this kind of two-gapping but not gap-penetrating scheme, more of a gap-control scheme um, to, to kind of take up blockers a little bit more, let those linebackers run free i can see a situation by at the end of the year keanu neal and micah parsons are kind of the two guys starting at linebacker for the dallas cowboys and i could see keanu neal starting at linebacker in the 2021 season if we kind of see leighton vanderesh uh, maybe move on from the Dallas Cowboys in a trade um, or if he just never really gets back to being as healthy as you know we hoped him to be because coming out of Boise State he had neck issues and you know in the NFL he's had neck issues so it's uh it's scary but I'm excited to to see what Keanu Neal has for the Cowboys yeah I'm excited it's, it's kind of weird for me because uh I, I'm very openly a giant fan as well so it's yeah. like I I have to now hate a little bit of him, but I also have to hope that he succeeds and that uh that he kind of like fits well and can um, I guess rejuvenate his career would be a way to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that he was bad last year. It's just it, it, it all comes down to again. I mean, kind of being healthy with with Neil as well, and, and uh, if he's able to stay healthy, I think that he could be a contributor contributor on this team. And what I like about the Cowboys right now at the with their linebacking core is I think that they can situationally play all of these guys if they're looking to have coverage guys out there. They can use Neil and Jabril Cox on the field at the same time and obvious passing downs. If it's first or second down or if it's third and short, they can put Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch on the field or Micah Parsons coming off the edge in a Sam role um, if they want to do that. I know that they were talking about him playing Mike, but he's best as a, a downhill blitzing linebacker at this point in, in his uh, rookie campaign. So it'll be interesting to see how they use all these guys for sure. That's a, that's actually one of my favorite things, as you mentioned, in obvious passing downs, putting Keanu Neal in there for coverage reasons. And it's like, well, the reason he's playing linebacker yes. is because he was playing safety before and he was a coverage liability a bit. So Yes, but at linebacker, he's probably <laughs> a good coverage linebacker. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with him uh, being the rat in the hole. I, I think that he can handle that. It's like... Uh, 
it's like i'm sure people listening play madden when you have like a slower safety and you're like oh well i'll just put him my linebacker who cares it'll be fine he'll be a freak there uh, hopefully it works with that same effect of just being a monster um and especially because i mean you guys got him on a one-year five million dollar deal if he ends up being a great guy a great player linebacker at least it's not going to cost a ton of money yeah. most likely uh, but yeah, he said, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago in an interview, he's like, I've always been a linebacker in my heart. And that's something great to see because even when he was coming out of college, it's like, he just bangs. Like, that's, yeah. that's what he did. Uh, so I'm excited to see it. Thank you again, Dalton, for coming on to talk about Keanu. We'll get you back at some point. Uh, make sure to follow Dalton on Twitter at Dalton B. Miller. He's, again, the lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Network, which you could follow them at PFN365. Uh, follow him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dalton B. Miller. And he is on 105.3 The Fan. Need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin money? Eh, what, however you got it. You know, I'm not going to ask where you get your money. That ain't my problem. That ain't my business. <laughs> Visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I can't, I can't even say I don't have a car anymore because that's, that's, that's different. Times change. Growing up, hate it. Um, whether it's brake pads, taillights, hydraulics, lights on the bottom, um, speakers in the trunk and said, who cares? You know, why not? Just go nuts with it. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know exactly who sent you. That is locked on. L O C K E D space O N. As we build anticipation for the football season, let's start building our bodies too. I know I have to. I got vacation in less than two months. Oh my gosh, I have vacation in less than two months. Build Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Like, that's that's just how I roll, you know, same way I bet on my phone. Hey, callbacks, baby, we here. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth, like I absolutely do. I actually just got Dunkaroos. I'm sorry, I'm not going to take up too much of that. I just got Dunkaroos for the first time in years, and I can't wait. Um, that is no longer a problem. Boat Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, no space, 1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. And now for the final segment of the show. It's weird because, like, I, obviously the interviews were before, and then now I show up and I have to record one segment. It's very weird. It's going to be a short segment, too, because uh, to wrap up the episode, I'm just going to complain and moan all day. Um... Hey yo, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna complain because uh, Florida got absolutely shafted. Um, I I don't get what the accent is on that. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm booling out here right now. Uh, yeah, no, Florida got absolutely shafted. They deserved to, to win defensive line. You, but of course Alabama got it because it was just like. I feel like it's not. I feel like people didn't even try. If we're being, if we're being completely honest, I feel like people were like, "Oh, what, what position? Anything? Okay, Alabama. Besides quarterback, of course." Um, if we're, hey, I'm just being honest. If you're upset about it, it's because you're wrong. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, Florida deserved D line. You, uh, Alabama, 
simply put, didn't at all. We had the edge talent. We had the DT talent. We are one of the most well-rounded producers of defensive line talent. And I mean well-rounded producers in the sense of like, whether you're talking about the superstars or the role players, like Florida's done it all when you look at that defensive line. And I, I do mean genuinely, like we've done it all. Like you could look at guys that are uh, role player types, like Taven Bryan is a role player. John Ballard is a role player. But then we have guys uh, historically that are that are superstars. We've Carlos Dunlap, who's a king in Cincinnati. We have Jack Youngblood, who's one of the best edge rushers in NFL history. And we got shafted. Uh, that's the best way to put it. Similar to linebacker U, like linebacker U, I was upset about who won because of who won, not because Florida didn't. Now I'm upset because of who won and because Florida didn't. Um, but similar to linebacker U, I, I, don't, I don't blame the school. I don't blame you, the listeners. I blame the people who voted. They know who they are, and they know that now. I hate them because they screwed us. I'm going to keep it as simple as that. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me Monday. Um, I haven't figured... I'm, I'm sorry I'm ending this early. It's just like I really I don't know what to say besides that they were wrong. That's I'm sorry. That's all I can say. So I'm sorry to end this a little early. I'll redo the outro. That's fine. Uh, I'm not going to edit it out, though. You deserve to hear it all. But I just want you to like, I'm sorry this one's a little like that... Uh, that segment was a little shorter, but it's just, I really don't know what to say. They got it wrong. Like, I wish we had instant replay or something. Um, stop the count, like whatever it is, we deserve to win. Um, that's, that's how I'm going to say. And Florida still D line you in my heart. I don't care what any voters say, but that about does it for today's episode of locked on Gators. Join me Monday. And I have not, I'm just going to be honest with you. I haven't decided what to cover yet. Um, I don't think I'm going to have an interview for Monday, but I mean, the show will be lit. Just trust me. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. It is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Uh, also, we got some like dope stuff coming up. We got announcements coming up in the coming weeks. It's going to be really fun. Be sure to check out Lockdown Vikings, hosted by Luke Braun, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Catch Luke as he goes in-depth every day to make sure the Vikings are properly covered because they are one of the most uh, underrepresented teams in the NFL. Today on the Lockdown Today podcast, the Atlanta Hawks continue to roll in the playoffs. Um, I hate you, Peter, because I don't, I don't want to talk about the Hawks right now. I'm still upset. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Lockdown Today podcast. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.